what's up. New to the show? Well, here's a little rundown for you. Mad Gap is your go-to show for everything geeky. We talk about games, movies, music, weird news, real experiences, great stuff, woohoo, not so great stuff, and every little morsel of life in between. Sound good? Well then, stick around for some nerdy nonsense. Welcome to Mad Gab. What's up, my little nerdlings? It's time for another exciting bout of nerdy nonsense and weird musing from everybody's favorite show, Mad Gab. Available here on your preferred listening platform. As you know, this show is sliced and diced into three delectable segments for your listening pleasure. With the added bonus of a random fact thrown in at the very end that you might not have known about before. With that said, let's get right into it. The best games played in 2020. With the massive amounts of time off we had in the year of 2020, I had some extra minutes to play some fun and interesting games. Here's a few of them I think you should take a gander at. Now, let me be clear on one thing right away here, is that these are not games that came out in 2020. They are just some of the more obscure titles that I enjoyed playing. One of the first ones I played was actually an older game called West of Loathing. You may have seen a lot of YouTubers doing Let's Plays of it back in the day. A little stickman adventure roleplay that was recently ported to the Switch. West of Loathing is a downright weird and hysterical adventure puzzle game. You, the player, get to choose between three different classes and then start your journey to the Wild West. But beware, the cows that came home are going to try and get in your way, along with an onslaught of many different wacky villains. Like necromancers and goblins and... hat people, there's a lot of people in this game. But don't worry, you'll have your choice of sidekick to help you along your way. You only get one companion though, so... It's best to choose wisely. With a massive map and hundreds of different missions to complete, this fun little stick person roleplay is definitely a great way to unwind. Plus, you can play the game again and again to try out different fighting styles and class effects. It was a fun little game I spent a good week playing and highly recommend it. It's not a long game either, so it's a good time waster when you need it. West of Loathing was created by Asymmetric Publications back in 2017 and is currently available on Steam and Nintendo Switch. Another little ditty I ended up playing during the quote-unquote downtime I had was Stupid Deaths. It's a great little board game you can play with your friends and family and it's about, you guessed it, death. Or rather, the completely true and absurd deaths of some famous figures. The rules are pretty simple. You and other players will start at one end of the board and death itself looms at the other. For each question you get right, you move one space. For each player that gets the question wrong, death moves that number of spaces. The catch of the game, however, is that some of these ridiculous deaths are fake, and you have to determine which is which. It's a fun and quick little game to play with, and with over 300 different deaths in-game, you could be playing for quite a while before you learn about all of them. The game Stupid Deaths was created by University Games also back in 2017. You can get it online or in stores near you. Another great game that I had the absolute joy of playing this year was Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. 
It is the second game in the series, but I do recommend playing the first game in order to understand the characters a little bit better. But you play as Shantae, a now human girl who is trying to navigate the world without her genie magic. As the town she lives is on a small island in the middle of the ocean, her pirate arch-nemesis asks her to aid her in defeating the dark magic of the pirate's curse, otherwise known as her old pirate master coming back to life. Strange hijinks then ensue. Like I said, it's a fun little 2D platform adventure with a little bit of fan service on the side, nudge nudge wink wink. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse was released in October of 2014 and is also available to play on the Switch. These are a lot of fun games that, like I said, I played during the year of 2020. I'm a very poor woman, so I didn't, I don't get to play like a lot of AAA titles. And I was actually going to do something about indie versus AAA titles this week, but I decided against it because I did not have enough time. These were a lot of fun to play, especially Stupid Deaths, which is a board game that you can just get with your friends and family. Uh, it's for, I think, ages 8 and up, so if you have some younger kids there, might be a little bit questionable. But again, viewer discretion is advised when you when it comes to this. But it's a lot of fun. It's You can play up to six players with Stupid Deaths. It's a great little board game. It takes 10 minutes to play, at best. And it is definitely a lot of fun. You can play again and again and again. And it's also kind of an educational game. So I highly recommend, uh, you know, sitting down and playing that one. Other than that, the other two are also a lot of fun to play. They're both single player games that you can play on the Switch. I especially loved Shanty and the Pirate's Curse because it's a very colorful, very cutesy kind of game. I'm also a sucker for a little bit of fan service, not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's definitely a lot of fun, easy to play. And they're both... Um, wonderful, wonderful games for single players on Switch. Snap that Pokemon! This is it, everyone. The game we've been waiting over 20 years for now. New Pokemon Snap. While the original reveal trailer was actually released back in June of 2020, a newer gameplay trailer was released about two weeks ago to show us some very promising sights. For those of you who may not actually know, the new Pokemon Snap is a sequel inspired by the original game that came out on the Nintendo 64 back in March of 1999. Yes, I'm that old. Well, yes, I am that old. <laughs> I'm older than 1999, but regardless of my age, in that game, you play as Quincy, a character from the bygone days of the original Pokemon anime, who is off to photograph as many Pokemon as possible for research purposes. You take a scenic route filled to the brim with wild Pokemon for your camera to capture, and at the end, you're awarded points on how good your photos look. Well, second verse is same as the first, but with a few new additions this time. The new Pokemon Snap follows you, the trainer, as you go on a similar adventure and find and take pictures of exciting and interesting Pokemon. You still get tools like food and Pokeballs to lure out shy and cautious Pokemon. Since it's been nearly 20 years, however, the game looks incredibly stunning, with vibrant new nature spaces to explore and discover, as well as gorgeous-looking Pokemon to get on film. There's also a grander reason as to your travels this time. There's a mysterious effect happening to the Pokemon of the Lentil region, called the Illumina Phenomenon, and you're here to find out more about it. New Pokemon Snap is set to be released this year as of April 30th. 
please check out both the original and the new one. Uh, the trailer for the new Pokemon Snap came out, uh, to the new gameplay trailer, I should say, came out about two weeks ago. Please look it up on the Nintendo Direct. It is definitely worth a watch because it is just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous to look at. The Pokemon are all super cute and super high def and detailed. There's going to be different scenarios, diff multiple Pokemon interacting with one another, which is super cool. You didn't see that in the original one as much. And it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a nice, casual game for those of you who don't like to do a whole lot of grinding in like the normal Pokemon games. So again, I highly recommend you check out the new Pokemon Snap trailer. Hashtag this is not sponsored. <laughs> but uh yeah it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun there's going to be a lot of new pokemon in this one none of the like sword and shield uh x and y pokemon but there's definitely gonna be um ones from the hoenn and johto region please correct me if i'm wrong on that but again there's a lot newer pokemon in this one that i don't recognize from the older game so please Go ahead and check that out if you want to. If not, that's cool by me. I'm not your mom, so it's all right. Shocking and sad. Uh, a little bit of a content warning here. The next thing I'm going to talk about has some sensitive content in it that you may not want to listen to. As you have already seen, many of you have already seen, Twitch has had yet another member of their streaming community break down. A streamer by the username of Buckers caused quite a bit of upset during his Madden 21 stream on January 22nd. After losing another round of the popular sports game, the streamer slammed his controller down on the desk right in front of his child and started screaming obscenities at both the screen and his kid. He then placed his child in a separate chair next to him and the child started crying. Not a moment later, he yells in the kid's face to shut the F up. The video is not a pretty sight in the slightest, and this is definitely not my favorite thing to talk about, but it needs to be discussed. Twitter and Reddit, of course, blew up over the content of the video, and Buckers has since deleted or removed all traces of his social media accounts. Sadly, this is not the first time that this has happened on Twitch. Several members of the Twitch streaming community have exhibited similar toxic behaviors to their audience members and other streamers they've interacted with. Luke Monday, aka Mr. Deadmoth, had streamed himself attacking his then-pregnant fiancé on Twitch during a game of Fortnite back in 2018. Another streamer by the username of OnlyUseMeBlade has been a major player in several controversies on Twitch. He's been noted to make several inappropriate and sexist jokes and sexually harasses women on his channel alongside a slew of other disgusting and disgraceful things that I'm not going to mention here. I did a piece about Twitch last season and how they've been handling sexual harassment cases filed by a majority of their female users, but it's situations like these that show me and others Twitch and their moderators still have a long way to go before making the platform a more user-friendly base. It's disheartening to see this kind of behavior, especially nowadays, but hopefully some good will come out of these situations. If not for the streamers themselves, then for the Twitch community and the site itself. I can fully say that, unfortunately, 
uh, username Buckers, that was child abuse. Yelling at his child for his mistakes in the video game for uh, for a game and screaming as loud as he did at, straight at his child. I would say that is not good parenting and is child abuse on a very minimal level. And it is sickening and disheartening to see that kind of behavior still trending on Twitch. It's not trending, but it is still appearing on Twitch and it is still a, a lot of Twitch users and streamers, unfortunately, are still exhibiting similar behaviors like this. And it's not okay. And again, this is not a topic that I want to discuss because it's not a lighthearted topic. I tend to lean more towards the in, in entertainment side of things for this show. But this is something that needed to be discussed. Uh, I did a piece last season, like I said, about Twitch and their sexual harassment charges being filed against one of the streamers and how they were handling that situation. Please go check that out. I believe it was episode six or seven of last season. But, you know, I'm not the only one that's covered uh, this topic and I'm not the only person who has covered these particular streamers. Um, Penguins Zero, aka Critical, has also done a couple of videos on different Twitch streamers and the negativity that they bring to the table and kind of just the downright horrible things that they've done and the fact that we shouldn't be supporting this kind of behavior, especially on a major platform like Twitch that hundreds of thousands of people use and watch others do. And a lot of kids use Twitch, okay? And this is not behavior that we want to exhibit to children. It's not good. It's not healthy. It's bad. Um... And these are, these are just my opinions on the matter, but they should not, we should not be exhibiting this kind of behavior, especially if we are role models to people. But I'm, I'm digressing here. So let's get into something a little more lighthearted for the end of this. And again, please do go check out those people on YouTube that do a little bit more better coverage on these particular situations than I do. Fact of the day! You know this wouldn't be an episode of Mad Gab without a random fact, so here we go to lighten up the end of this episode. Did you know that there are only two mammals on the earth that like spicy food? One is humans, obviously, and the other is actually the tree shrew. While other animals can't actually handle the heat of foods, the tree shrew has a mutation in its receptors that makes spicy food, quote unquote, less hot to them. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> Bad joke. Thanks again for stopping by to Mad Gab with me, and before you go, got a quick announcement. Next episode, I'll be debuting a new segment where I interview some really cool people and talk about the weird and niche things that they might be into. So, with all that said, thanks again for listening, and stay tuned next time for some more nerdy nonsense. Stay weird, everyone. Did you like any of that? Well, if you did, you can check out more on the Mad Gab Facebook page. Give it a like and follow it for updates on the show and promos for future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in.